Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The big game is back, and you know what that means. We get to bet on what color Gatorade will dunk the winning coach. Now, each of the last two years, the Bucks and the Rams have gone for blue. Three of the last four years, blue has been the winning color, and yet blue comes in as the second largest favorite this year at plus 390. At plus 200, you can get orange. At plus 400, you can get clear or watercolor. Yellow, green, slash lemon, lime, also at plus 400. Red is sitting at plus 600, and purple comes in at plus 1,000. All of your big game bets are available at Bet Online Sportsbook, and you can use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Using the link in the description to this episode, Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of Wired Up This is Wired Up episode 134 here on the Take It Easy podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a fantabulous Super Bowl Sunday, according to my count. Every year, the Super Bowl comes around, and it ends up getting very nostalgic for me. Because the Super Bowl is one of these moments where I remember exactly where I was for pretty much every Super Bowl. A lot of them are sitting in my childhood home in my living room, but I'm only 21 years old. And the first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl 42 between the Giants and the Patriots with the 17-0 and New England team. And every year on Super Bowl Sunday, I find the urge to reminisce about Super Bowl memories and stages of life and all sorts of random crap like that that's emotional and sentimental. And what I do sometimes is I just flip on the microphone and just start talking and see where it takes us. It's sometimes very therapeutic. It's good practice and repetition at talking over the air and for those of you who are looking for something to do pre-Super Bowl Sunday, post-Super Bowl Sunday, maybe you're thinking about memories and reminiscing on your own, thanks for stopping in. I hope you enjoy this Super Bowl Sunday lead-up podcast here on Take It Easy. And I was starting to talk about it right off the gate because I just felt this urge to dive into the Super Bowl Sunday talk because when I was a kid, sports was like my coping mechanism And it was an unhealthy amount of sports in my life. Like the point where now I look back and I'm like, I don't ever want to be in that position again where I'm just all consumed by sports. And I like to have this balance in my life now. It's why I like that most of my friends in real life just don't give a shit about sports at all. It's a very healthy balance in my life because I didn't have that healthy balance in life prior to then. And Super Bowl Sunday was like a holiday. I mean, I used to joke as a kid because I didn't really care all that much about my birthday or 
Christmas was cool, but like it just was what it was. Like I used to get way more excited for Super Bowl Sunday and the Thursday and Friday of March Madness when you got to watch college basketball in class. Like I got excited for those days as holidays more than I got excited for regular holidays because it was just an irrational love of sports that was probably a bit unhealthy. And so thinking back on that, the Super Bowl is kind of one of those moments of recognition of where I was in life and where I've gone to now. And the same thing happened a couple of years ago with the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony. And obviously, Hall of Fame ceremonies are meant to get people nostalgic. I mean, they are literally celebrations of the past, usually of childhood for someone my age and childhood sports heroes of sorts. I mean, I the, the thing that got me a couple of years ago was that Calvin Johnson was going into the Hall of Fame because I remember that Calvin Johnson was basically... I was eight when he entered the league. I remember his entire career. Like I, I was not born when Tom Brady and Peyton Manning started their careers. I was three years old when Philip Rivers got drafted to San Diego, which means something to me because I'm born and raised in San Diego. I don't live in San Diego anymore, but Philip Rivers means something to me. And so that connection to those moments and the connections to those Super Bowl memories is something that has meaning to me. And it's kind of a weird way of going about it because I like Calvin Johnson got me and made me reminiscent and nostalgic because I remember Calvin Johnson's entire career. I remember him about to get drafted. I remember his second year in Detroit with the dropped ball in the end zone. That should have been a touchdown. And he's the first hall of famer that I remember his entire career. Joe Thomas is coming up for the hall of fame this year. And he's another classic example of that like people that i actually remember watching the bulk of their careers and i think from this point forward all of the hall of famers are going to be people that i watched for my entire life at least a good majority of them like julius peppers is someone who i watched most of his career peyton manning is someone i watched most of his career and so it gets me feeling a little bit nostalgic because this is the first time in my life that i have a multiple generations long perspective on sports and on football. And I remember when I was a freshman in college in 2020, that was the year that the Super Bowl was in Miami and it was Kansas City against San Francisco. That was the first year we were doing this podcast. And I remember just feeling the urge to sit down and throw on the microphone and talk about Super Bowl memories. And then we did it again in the pandemic, which was another really unhealthy year with sports. And last year, I can't remember if we did something like this or whether it was a show akin to what we did with Walter Mitchell. But I just remember moments like that with the Super Bowl. And so, you know, I just kind of throw on the microphones and see where it takes us because, you know, it's a, it's a very cathartic, therapeutic memory type of thing. And what's interesting now is that there's also generations of memories with Patrick Mahomes for me because... I was talking about that 2020 Super Bowl, which was the first year that we did this podcast, which is now three calendar years ago, four football seasons ago. And obviously, Kansas City hasn't won a Super Bowl since then. But having Patrick Mahomes back here for the first time since deep in the pandemic days, which was a marker for me in terms of like this podcast, in terms of pursuing our dreams and just growing up and becoming my own adult person at 19 years old, living by myself in the middle of a pandemic where I wasn't having enough human interaction to really sustain myself. And so thinking about Patrick Mahomes being back in the Super Bowl as someone who wishes good things for him and follows his career 
I find it to be really, really interesting because, I mean, the time in my life three years ago, looking back on who I was three years ago to now, it's like night and day in my life. And yet in this weird way, the Super Bowl becomes a marker of the passing of time. And there's a number of these that come up and and some people use it with their birthdays. Some people use it with anniversaries. Some people use it like moments like that are what people look back on and think about. And in my mind, the Super Bowl is one of those lines of demarcation or days of demarcation where we can go back and evaluate who we were and the time that we were watching sports. It's kind of interesting to think about it from that perspective for myself. And so that's something that I find interesting is Kansas City being here. And I know we did a preview for the Super Bowl where we talked about the Eagles and we did a little bit of a Super Bowl with Walter with uh, Walter Mitchell where we broke down the game itself. From a Kansas City standpoint, I mean, we can talk about the X's and O's and the historical perspective of Kansas City if they win the Super Bowl. Regardless of if they win the Super Bowl or not, what the last five years have been for Kansas City is incredibly remarkable. And the thing that makes it so remarkable to me is the emotional connection that I've made to that run for Kansas City as someone who doesn't get emotional about sports. And the thing that I've realized as I've gotten older, and again, this is deep into like therapy stuff and all the details are going to be blurred a little bit. As someone who grew up deep into the sports world and like could recite stats and starting baseball lineups at 10 years old. And then that became a part of his identity because that was the thing that he was told he was good at. And that really got him motivated to want to pursue this weird dream of talking about sports and getting paid to talk about sports to go from being that person as a child, a person who really loved sports and also was deeply unhappy when sports became too consuming and it became too much of an addiction and not enough balance in life, to go from being that person in 2018 to being where I am now in 2023 and seeing the night and day transformation of my own life, the person I am becoming my own adult person, young adult person, has been really interesting. And now I've graduated college. I live on my own and Kansas city is still back here dominating year after year after year. And the emotional connection that I make to Kansas city is following this team has been part of my emotional growth as I have grown. This Kansas city team has grown. And so watching them be like, I have no personal connection to Kansas city. I just started watching Patrick Mahomes in 2018. I was like, oh my God, this is really fun. I want to root for this. And I want good things to happen to Patrick Mahomes. And I'm also enough of an adult now who has been scorned by the Chargers and scorned by San Diego sports. I'm old enough now to recognize that I don't care about sports deeply enough to actually care about the results. I don't think I'll ever be so deeply invested in a sports result ever again that I will like be so attached to wanting a result to happen that I'm going to be devastated after the fact. The AFC Championship this year was pushing it a little bit because, God, if Cincinnati had beat Kansas City for a fourth time in the row, I would have been so annoyed and it might have consumed me a little bit. I might have been feeling down. I just don't do that with sports anymore. It's just not healthy and not worth it. If we're going to emotionally invest, 
If we're going to put large amounts of our emotional stability and be vulnerable in these moments, it should be for something more important than sports. That's my philosophy. Sports don't matter enough to truly emotionally invest. It's better to do that with like actual people and actual circumstances that will bring us love and joy outside of a corporation or outside of a football team where the results are out of our control. I mean, part of that is trust and vulnerability, but you you shouldn't be building that in a one-way relationship with a corporation. Sports traffic in the emotions business, we shouldn't be emotional about sports, and yet I still have this emotional connection that draws me in, and I still want to be around sports and have a dog in the race and do the stupid sports rooting interest thing. And Kansas City is that team, a team that I have no personal connection to, a team that I didn't grow up caring about in childhood, and yet it's this fandom that's uniquely my own. This this rooting for Patrick Mahomes and wanting good things for Patrick Mahomes because of what Patrick Mahomes has done for me. And I don't know if I've ever properly articulated why, or at least recently, why it is that I have this deep connection to Patrick Mahomes. And it's not deep in like the the way that a loving relationship feels. It's just deep in the sports sense where I was really unhappy in 2018. I was really not in a like having a healthy relationship with sports. I was using sports to cope and watching 10 hours of football on Sunday just to cope with the fact that I was not in a good place and my my situation at home was difficult and I was working as a caretaker at 17 years old and going to high school and trying to figure out how to become my own person and really not having the freedom or flexibility to to learn things about the world and and just unlearn uh, just with all sorts of stuff there like the Kansas City team became a connecting point for myself because of Patrick Mahomes and because he was so much fun to watch when I was watching 10 hours of football every Sunday just and like looking forward to it with way too much of a zeal Kansas City was the team to get excited about and the team I wanted to beat in part hate rooting for the um for the Patriots like wanting Kansas City to beat the Patriots but just wanting nice things for Patrick Mahomes because in that difficult place in my life Patrick Mahomes was super fun to watch and he did crazy let no look passes and it was just awesome to see and then as time went on and I grew as a person I had that personal connection of wanting him to do well, and he continued to do well, and now his team wins all the time, and I have a fandom that's uniquely my own, and because I grew up rooting for losers, I rooted for the Lakers when they missed the playoffs eight years in a row as a child, I rooted for the Padres in San Diego who missed the playoffs every year since I was six years old, I grew up rooting for just abject losers in sports, the Chargers, just abject losers across the board, I got to root for a winner. And rooting for a winner is super fun. I love rooting for Kansas City, and it's super fun to watch Kansas City play football. And it's super fun to watch Patrick Mahomes play football. And so because of that, I have this personal connection where last year, maybe it was because Kansas City didn't come around that I didn't have that emotional connection to the Super Bowl. I wasn't feeling as nostalgic about the Super Bowl the same way I was deep in the dark days of the pandemic or the year that Mahomes made the Super Bowl and I had a podcasting platform to talk about sports for the first time and I really wanted to talk about what the Super Bowl meant. Maybe part of the reason is because Kansas City wasn't there. And it's super interesting that for someone who covers football and does analysis and dedicates 
at least an hour a day every day to talking about sports and and wanting to build this skill set and this ability it's interesting that i find myself rooting for the super bowl more when kansas city is in it it's kind of interesting i hadn't even thought about that until right now that my emotional investment in being excited about the Super Bowl is sometimes at least partially connected to whether Patrick Mahomes is playing in it. Because the last four years we've had a podcast, he's been in it three times. Only one year did Patrick Mahomes not make the Super Bowl, and it was the Super Bowl that I was least excited for among the last five. And that's just the emotional connection that I have to Patrick Mahomes there. Anyways, I got a little sidetracked there. The, the point I was making before I realized that my interest in the Super Bowl is sometimes connected to Patrick Mahomes being in it is I will not be so deeply invested in sports anymore and in a team that I will ever like put deep amounts of my emotional stability into the result. Part of it is I love doing this analysis thing and I love doing the sports talk radio stuff or whatever you want to call this weird space. I love writing books about sports in parts. I like the storytelling of sports. I like how sports reflect society. I like doing the analysis of sporting games. I just don't have the care to root for teams anymore. And the reason that's the case is because when your childhood team who you, you know, represents civic pride and you're born into a fandom When that team leaves you at 16 years old and you just quit rooting for them, it made me realize when the Chargers left that all of this is really dumb and you can just stop rooting. There's no point in emotionally investing if you're not getting joy out of the relationship. If you're not actually getting the pleasure at the end of the road, it's not really worth it. And I had this moment come up again in 2022 when San Diego made their first deep playoff run of my lifetime in baseball and we beat the Dodgers and you heard me talk on our podcast when they beat the Dodgers and throughout that 17 day playoff run for San Diego of how deeply personal it was, how I drove five hours down the coast to Los Angeles, went to a playoff game and drove back home in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. just because that's the stupid sports investment that I made as a child and needed to see through whenever it was that the Padres made a deep playoff run. Because that's San Diego. That's a personal hometown connection. And I've talked before about how Sacramento is this adopted hometown for me, and I want great things for the Kings. I'm just not capable of deeply emotionally caring about a team in a way that will possibly bring me to tears the way that the San Diego championship of beating the 111 win Dodgers did because I'm not willing to invest the years and years of emotions to get the result at the end. It's just not worth it. It's especially not worth it because a lot of these teams are run really poorly And you're going to have a lot of heartache for not enough payoff, and it's just not worth the time and energy and investment of watching the games, following the rumors, having the conversations within the fan base, doing the, the, you know, buying tickets, buying jerseys, like the time, money, and energy that goes into being a sports fan, 
I'd rather put it into other stuff like writing a book about the San Antonio Spurs and Kawhi Leonard. I'd rather put it into doing sports talk radio and preparing to actually work in this space. I will never truly root for a team like that again. The way that some like the way that Eagles fans are about to get really, really excited for the Super Bowl on Sunday. I can never be that person again. When San Diego beat the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in the baseball playoffs this year, the 111 win Dodgers, I'm like, that's the championship moment I'd been waiting for. As a child, I told myself, I will be there when San Diego wins a championship. And I recognize now that a championship is arbitrary. It's all just the emotions and feelings. And that one emotional hit at the end is not worth the journey along the way. It's just not worth the amount of investment people are putting into their sports fandom to be, you know, a diehard fan. I'm never going to be a diehard fan ever again. And there's other reasons why that's the case. Uh, The sexual predator uh, story with Deshaun Watson, an athlete I used to love, you know, recognizing that I don't actually know these people is something that's informed this. Uh, Watching Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors and reading Ethan Strauss's book, about how Durant won the championship, got to the mountain, and was like, wow, this is all it feels like? That's it? All this talk, all these years of dedication, all the people saying that this is what you should or should not be, he was just like, oh, this didn't actually feel that good because I didn't actually... The, the the mountain wasn't worth the emotion wasn't worth what I put into it and what I did with going to Golden State. It's why he left at the end of 2019 and gave up his Achilles and his ability to play basketball for 15 months. At the very end of it all, it was like, okay, this is what I'm playing for. I'm not playing for the championship. I'm not playing for X, Y, or like the emotional investment just wasn't worth it. All of this has informed my feelings about sports fandom and all of this has informed the fact that i will never be a diehard fan of a team anymore because i'm just not willing to put in the time energy and money that is required to be a diehard sports fan other people are like you're a bigger fan than me i'm like sure congratulations that's just not my thing this is more fun doing sports talk is more fun writing books and documentaries about the spurs is way more fun It's way more fun than even watching the sporting events for me. I love watching live sports. I can't do it every night. I can't do it every other night. I need that balance in my life because this stuff doesn't matter. I don't want to dedicate the time, energy, and money that is required in order, the resources that are required to do so. I just don't have the will. I have the will to do other stuff. I need that balance in my life beyond watching sports. And so... That's the that's the balance and, and dynamic that I've figured out works best for me. I say all of this to bring up the fact that I will be rooting for Kansas City on Sunday. I will be cheering hard for Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. I want Kansas City to have nice things happen to them because of what Kansas City did and how this team correlates with an entire stage of my life. My emotional investment in wanting good things for Patrick Mahomes and wanting Kansas City to succeed, being the team that is uniquely my own, a sports fandom of sorts that is uniquely my own with Patrick Mahomes and him being my favorite athlete because of the performances that he puts on, being the best thing at the quarterback position that any of us have ever seen. We can back this up statistically and with what we're just watching. 
and the fact that Kansas City is the closest thing to the Patriots that has existed, and I got to start in real time in 2018 when this was first starting, when it was the first season of Mahomes, MVP, 50 touchdowns. Because I started the emotional investment then, I can see so clearly that this is going to be 15 years like the Patriots. What they have with the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and the greatest offensive coach to ever play to ever coach, Andy Reid versus Bill Walsh, you can argue back and forth. I'm going to give it to Andy Reid based on longevity and doing it with three different teams. Having Kansas City be that team and appreciating the greatness of that team just a little bit more than the other greats is something that gives me a rooting interest. And it's a fandom that's uniquely my own. It began around the time that we started doing this podcast thing and started doing this analysis. It began as I got to college and unlearned the lessons and traumas of childhood, worked through therapy to come to terms with the person I used to be while wanting desperately to change in and grow into the person that I am now. Because of when that fandom began and the time in my life where I was incredibly sad dealing with a lot as a senior in high school, a lot of trauma, a lot of of responsibility that I did not feel I could cope with, and using sports as an outlet for those respects, having Kansas City be the team that carried me through that time in my life when I was just using sports to cope with trauma and with responsibility and with difficult decisions about the rest of my life, or at least the next stages of my life and wanting to do this sports talk thing and break out of my shell that I was because I wasn't allowed to be the person that I was or wanted to be in childhood because I wasn't allowed to be the person I was. I felt like I was trapped by the end and screaming to be released of the responsibility and the trauma that I was dealing with. And putting up a lot of emotional guardrails to protect myself and different ways to cope with the pain. Because of where I was in 11th and 12th grade in 2017 and 2018, and because that correlates with the beginning of Patrick Mahomes' career and my love and interest in Patrick Mahomes starting from 2018, I want to continue investing in that even as I've entered this entirely new stage of my life. The person I used to be is nothing compared to the person I am now, and I still am able to look back fondly upon those times and on the person I used to be because of the fact that if I don't, like, it's just incredibly sad, and having moments to connect to that brought joy sometimes can connect through sports. And so holding on to that person I used to be and the person who you know, is no longer the person I was, but the person who needed someone to just support them. Like all of those emotional connections over the last four years connect me to Patrick Mahomes and to Kansas city. And so now that I'm in this new stage of life, we're firmly established in the sports radio thing. And we want to make $75,000 doing a dream job. And then, you know, maybe we'll go do something else this this love or this I guess this fandom for Kansas City is uniquely my own and this fandom for Patrick Mahomes is uniquely my own where I still get emotional about it and still get emotional about their successes now and again or their failures, but mostly the successes because, again, Kansas City has a lot more successes than they do failures. Having those feelings and having those emotions is something that gives me a stake in the game in football that doesn't exist in other sports. 
I don't have, I mean, Sacramento and the Kings give me a rooting interest in basketball that feels different because it correlates with a different stage of my life. I want to start something, I want to give up what I used to be in order to pursue something new and different and better serving me today. And rooting for a hometown team doesn't really give me the same appeal. Being part of a community who root for a team like that it's something that's appealing to me only to a certain extent. I won't spend money. I won't spend the energy to watch all the games. I won't spend the time to go through, you know, all of the, that is required for emotionally investing in one of these sports teams, the way the diehard fans do. Cause I just can't commit the time, money and energy. I'll commit to watching Kansas city. I'll commit to wanting good things for Patrick Mahomes and I'll commit to doing the analysis that shows Kansas City is this incredible team who is going to build for years and years. And the reason that's the case is for the past four years of my life, my senior year of high school and moving through college, I have grown incredibly. My relationship with sports has changed night and day. I am not the same person that I was two years ago in my relationship with sports. And it's just so different. I, my, the person I am today and the person I am then is night and day. And my connection to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes still feels like it's something to get me emotionally invested in. And that gets me excited now and again. It gets me excited to have a stake in the game. And so I'll be excited for Kansas City on Sunday. I won't be betting on them because I don't do the gambling thing. I know who I am, what I want, and what to look for in this space. And rooting for Kansas City at this time in my life still serves me because of the person that I used to be and what it used to mean for me, this new regime of Kansas City is something new, something interesting, and God, I wish for them to win a championship because it is so great to have that fandom that began in 20... It's like rooting for the Patriots in 2001. Obviously, I'm not a diehard. I'm not going to pay time, money, energy to root for that team. I bet you when Patrick Mahomes retires, I'll want to go to his Hall of Fame ceremony because... Patrick, like, no, in a small way, not a huge way, in a small way, Patrick Mahomes changed my life. 2018, when I was using sports to cope with a lot of trauma and responsibility and stress and wanting to run away from home at 17 years old, Patrick Mahomes gave me an outlet. It was a narcotic. Football's a narcotic, and Patrick Mahomes is the best narcotic you're going to find. And I still carry that with me in small respects. My relationship with sports has changed as I've gotten older and more, you know, I've just grown as a person. My relationship with sports has grown. I've become a healthier, happier person. I watch less sports than ever before. I'm in a really much better place now than I was two, three, four years ago. And I can say, honestly, I've said it to my friends and I've said it here. 2022 was the most joy filled year of my life. And joy is one of my core values. Something that is sustainable and brings joy is one of my core values that I really, truly value a whole lot. And the the most joy, love, and trust that I felt in my life came in 2022 in so many different respects from the people in my life, the relationships that I've built, the love and trust and vulnerability that I've been able to uh, express in my own life, in this sports space, creating a book as a lifelong dream, getting to do a TED talk in my real life was super cool. Like getting to graduate from college and seeing all these people who love and care for me continue these loving relationships. Like 
2022 was the most joy-filled year of my entire life. It was so exciting and so with so much love and trust and joy outside of this sports space and inside of this sports space, I've been growing as a person to help facilitate this joy and love and trust that I have in my life. I crave balance in my life. I crave a level of stability even as we even as I'm a person who does a podcast for an hour a day every day, I treat it like other people working out. And so you just got to do the repetitions. It's the thing I say all the time. Some people go to the gym, I turn on a microphone and do emotional podcasts like these for 40 minutes. And that's why I'm a 170 pound scrawny dude with an awesome podcast that has over 1,100 episodes because I just throw on the microphones and talk to our friends, hang out and talk sports. It's a thing I really, really love doing. It's something I want to keep doing in some capacity for this next stage of my life. And I'm willing to dedicate large amounts of time, energy and money into pursuing that dream. Heck, I'm recording this from a sports radio studio right now. If you would have told me two years ago, I'd be recording this podcast from a sports radio studio on a professional quality microphone inside a, a radio studio, sitting in the big chair, the same big chair that local sports talk radio people in Sacramento talk out of. Like, if you would have told me three years ago that or two years ago that that's the situation I'd be in would have been amazing. And I just keep advancing. And again, the joy and love and trust that I've experienced in my life has something to do with all of the people and all of the, the, the moments that I had built towards and the emotional investment that I had made. And it had nothing to do with sports. But when I didn't have that love, that trust, that joy in my life, like I've had the last two years, when I didn't have that in my life, the narcotic that helped me cope was Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City and no look passes and championship runs and basically rooting for a quarterback and a team the same way that if you had started rooting for the Patriots in 2001, you'd be on a 15-year ride that will be one of the best fan best moments of your life. You know when to get on the you know when to start rooting and you know when to quit and uh I bet you in some way shape or form I will be cheering for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City for the next 15 years. And then when Patrick Mahomes' career is over and Kansas City starts to suck again, hop right off and go do something else. Go root for another team the same way Morgan did. Morgan's a Saints fan. Now she likes Joe Burrow. Saints aren't any good. Joe Burrow gives her a beautiful rooting interest. Wants Cincinnati to do so good. And then when Cincinnati loses, just take off the jersey and go home. If Kansas City loses to Philadelphia, I won't be devastated. Not at all. The expectations aren't there, and that's okay. I just find so much love and trust and joy in everything that I have in life, and I'm just incredibly grateful that I can root for a football team that just goes to the Super Bowl three times every four years. Makes me much happier having no expectations and seeing them go to five AFC championships in a row Meanwhile, I used to have all the expectations in the world for the Chargers because I didn't understand how futile the Chargers organization is. I used to have all the expectations in the world for the Chargers. And if I had rooted for them for 62 years, beginning in 1960 to now, 
they would have made four AFC championship games. If I started rooting for Kansas City in 2018, they've made five. I deserve this. I deserve to love Patrick Mahomes and this team because of what they did to help carry me. And as my relationship with sports has evolved, Kansas City has been this fandom that has grown with me. I don't watch the Kansas City games. I don't I used to care a whole lot if Kansas City won. When they lost that Super Bowl to Tampa, I was devastated. Devastated. And that was a moment I realized I'm doing the thing again where I'm investing way too much of my emotional stability into sports because it's a global pandemic and I'm not seeing any of my friends and I'm really lonely. I realized I was doing the using sports to cope again and using Kansas City to cope again. And when I used Kansas City to cope, when they let me down at the end, it was like a narcotic crash. I don't want it to be a narcotic. I want to be able to use the Kansas City narcotic the way that people go out and smoke a joint every now and again. Just make them feel happy. Not using it to cope with pain or sadness or grief or any emotions you don't want to deal with. I want to be fun. I want to enjoy Kansas City in these beautiful moments. And so far, Kansas City has delivered. I wasn't devastated when they lost in 2022 because even if Kansas City loses, I have these loving friends. I can build up these trusting, loving relationships and be incredibly happy and filled with joy. I can be a leader in a club of leader of a group of people who love and care for me and I care for them and want them to feel safe and secure. Who cares if Kansas City wins or loses when we have all these wonderful joys in life? That's a perspective that I didn't have before. And emotionally healthy is this place that I want to remain in when it comes to sports and sports fandom. So being emotionally regulated and emotionally healthy works for me. Going into the Super Bowl, I'm going to work it for the first time, which is a unique situation. And I'm really excited to watch Kansas City kick ass. And if they don't kick ass, it's okay. I'll still have tomorrow and the next day and the next day to enjoy sports and enjoy life. And the Super Bowl gives me a moment to reflect on years past and uh, specifically the last five years have been a, a big time to reflect on in my life because the person I was five years ago to today, completely different person. The person I was three years ago to today, completely different person. Kansas City helped me in that growth. Patrick Mahomes helped me in that growth, learning how to let go of sports in an unhealthy coping way, learning that there are priorities in life more important than sports. I know that's difficult to process, but when you're using sports to cope as a child and you tie being the sports nerd to a large part of your identity at 15, 14, 13 years old, it's hard to break those habits. I still haven't broken those habits entirely because I'm still dedicating large portions of my life to doing sports talk radio. Still haven't broken them entirely. It's just evolving and changing the relationship and wanting to commit a significant portion of my life to doing this weird sports talk thing or just being around sports. Because sports are awesome. They reflect our society, their community of people who dedicate large amounts of time. They build relationships. Ultimately, they can be happier and healthier. Sports aren't the only way to achieve that. Sports are just a community of people. It's kind of cool. 
That's all I got. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you again Monday with some X's and O's football analysis. This is uh, me kind of explaining my Kansas City fandom prior to the Super Bowl, feeling nostalgic and emotional and genuflecting on my own life. This feels good. Feels like therapeutic, sort of. And you guys are really deeply invested in the podcast, so I trust y'all with my emotional vulnerabilities. It's kind of nice to do therapy live on the air. Take it easy, everybody.